It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also tell your smart device to play Podcast Locked On Mets. That was fun, wasn't it, folks? Pete Alonzo, back-to-back home run derby champ. There was never a doubt. I knew he had this thing in the bag. Did I take a flyer on Juan Soto plus 850? Sure, but I put most of the money on Pete Alonso, and boy, did he come through in a big way. We're going to talk about Alonso all day today. It's all-star break. Got to celebrate these moments, but this is not the same experience as 2019. That's what I'm going to tell you about on the show today. In the first segment, I'll recap the magic That was Monday Night's Derby. In the second segment, I want to compare it to what we saw back in 2019 and the difference between these two teams. And finally, we will take a look at what Pete Alonso could do for the Mets in the second half as he has really yet to hit his stride this season. Also, another note on the newest Met Kumar Rocker who's going to be making a lot of money, so stay tuned for that as well. But before we get to any of that, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsmerizeOnline.com. So Pete Alonso came into this home run derby with maybe some less hype than last time. Last time, he was one of the favorites. He was leading the league in home runs entering the break, a rookie sensation. And this time, he was the five seed. It was all about Shohei Otani. This was the big, huge ticket item. Here's this Babe Ruth who is just sweeping the nation, sweeping the world with what he's done this season. He has been probably the best power hitter in baseball this season up to this point. But what you do in the regular season doesn't necessarily apply to the home run derby. We saw that in 2019 when Vladimir Guerrero Jr. put on an absolute clinic, 91 home runs I think it was. And he didn't even have 10, if our memory serves, going into that derby in the regular season. He was a rookie, still kind of finding his footing, and he took off. When it came to this home run derby, Pete Alonso was the sage vet. He was the only one who's competing for a second time. He just looked comfortable. There was no nerves, no jitters. He had his own music playing. He was just vibing the whole time, dancing having a good time. He got to set a bar for the first time in his derby career because in the first tournament, he was always batting second, so he knew the bar he had to pass and with some bad BP pitching, found a way each round to eclipse that mark without even going into his bonus time in 2019 and just barely getting those walk-offs, a walk-off in each round that year. This year, gets to start off his first round and set a bar And the bar he set was 35 home runs, the most by any hitter in a round this year. 
Vlad Guerrero still has the record at 40 back in 2019, although that was with uh, the extra bonus rounds with him and Jock Peterson. So for Pete Alonso to hit 35 straight up in four minutes, just ridiculous power. And I think Dave Joust was a nice addition to his uh, setup this year. I think getting that legitimate long-time baseball vet who could come in and just throw you normal BP, it made things so much easier for Pete Alonso. And he just cruised. He, he beat Salvador Perez, who honestly put up a great showing of his own. And I feel horrible for Salvi because there was no hope. He batted second as the four seed, and he had no hope. He hit the second most home runs in the first round, just got a tough draw, and ends up getting eliminated. And from there, Pete Alonso goes against Juan Soto, who was probably a little bit tired after going head-to-head against Shohei Otani in the first round. They had multiple tiebreaker rounds with the extra bonus and then the swing-off and all that good stuff. Bottom line, Pete Alonso takes care of Soto. And then in the final round, a great story. Trey Mancini makes his home run derby debut. If you don't know Mancini's story, it's one of the best in baseball. The guy battled leukemia, ends up, you know, coming back this year, having a great season, and, you know, put on a very good show himself. Gave Pete a run for his money in the final round, hit 22 home runs, but Pete Alonso hit 23. Finished his round in bonus time with a flurry hitting, I think it was seven straight. Maybe it was eight straight to close that thing out. But yeah, it was another just outstanding performance by Pete Alonso. I think the best part about watching Pete Alonso in these home run derbies, it's just the personality comes out. I think the first time we saw Pete in a derby, it was about his family. I joke about the bad pitching from his cousin, but there was that element to it. He was still making a name for himself. He had the nerves. There was the pressure. He was playing for charity. All that stuff that kind of went into it, and he was a class act through it all showed a lot of just great character throughout that time. It was his really coming out party to the scene of being this star in baseball. And this time, it was a different tone, but still a fun one as he just enjoyed the moment. He basked in it. I don't know how many more derbies he's going to compete in. If you ask me, I would love to see him go out every single year, but I could also make the same argument that, hey, you don't have to prove anything else. You're two for two. You are right now the all-time leader in home run derby home runs with 131. You could rest it and just say, all right, someone else can take it next year. Or if you are really into the home run derby as much as it seems like he is, you go out and win it every year. Would you be surprised if Pete Alonso could win like four or five home run derbies in a row? I honestly would not be. And that would be one of the funniest claims to fame in baseball history, imagine Pete Alonso one day makes it into the Hall of Fame, and on the plaque it says something like eight-time home run derby champion, 500 career home run derby home runs, 500 regular season home runs, 1,000 home run career. Who knows? We'll see where it goes. But it was a lot of fun to watch Pete Alonso once again shine on the biggest stage. But I also found myself reflecting on 2019 and the differences between that home run derby and this one with the state of the Mets. And that's what I want to talk about in just a minute. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for other important things, like maybe betting on Pete Alonzo. Hey, I did. (laughs) So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, maybe even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com, a family business, 
that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything you can want from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and have it delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom. Cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. So prior to watching the Home Run Derby tonight, I was driving around and I felt like going back in time a bit and just reliving the first Home Run Derby that Alonzo won. I went back, I listened to the episode before he won the Derby and the episode I recorded after he won the Derby, and I was just struck by the complete difference in the state of the Mets then and the state of the Mets now. Because at that time then, there was nothing but pessimism, nothing. I mean, you were just grasping for any bit of hope. There was Jacob deGrom and nothing else, especially after the 2018 season and the first half of 2019. Because in the 2018 season, deGrom won a Cy Young in just one of the saddest fashions where, you know, not to his fault at all, but he only wins 10 games. And there was all that talk about, Can you win a Cy Young without winning games? And how bad is this team around him? And they got no run support and everything else. And you go from that season to 2019 where there was all these expectations where Brody Van Wagenen came in and made the big trade and got Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. And they signed great veterans like Jed Lowry. Remember how all that was supposed to work out? And it blew up in the Mets' face. And you're like, here, the Mets go again. Jeff Wilpon has done it again. Another masterpiece. This team is sitting 10 games under 500 at the break with no hope. Pete Alonso goes out and wins that home run derby. And at the time, I was talking about how this was your World Series. This was the last big thing to root for. It was to follow Alonso in the derby, to win it just like Aaron Judge did as a rookie, and then to go out and beat Aaron Judge when it comes to the rookie home run record, hit 53 home runs. And set that new mark. And he did all of that. But in the second half that season. The Mets turned into a completely different team. They were 20 games over 500, 46 and 26. One of the best teams in baseball in the second half. They made the trade for Marcus Stroman. They featured that incredible rotation. With DeGrom, Wheeler, Stroman, Syndergaard. Steven Matz as your fifth starter. Having a decent season. And they just went on a roll and just came up short of making the playoffs. And honestly, looking back, I'm almost happy they did because I'm glad 
that Jeff Wilpon's last two seasons were as pathetic as they were with Brody Van Wagenen, where the team was so awful in the first half that even going 20 games over 500 in the second half, they weren't able to make the playoffs. Then 2020 comes around. Zach Wheeler is replaced by 2016 AL Cy Young Rick Porcello and 2013 NLCS MVP Michael Waka. The Mets rotation is terrible. They fall flat on their face and they're a fifth place team. And then there is an ownership change. And where's this franchise at right now? Pete Alonso winning a home run derby this year is just a footnote. No one's going to care about this in the grand scheme of the season. We'll forget about it by Thursday as we look ahead to the trade deadline and what the Mets can do to adjust this roster as they're in first place and they have a legitimate chance to not only make the playoffs but make a run in a World Series. This is a different team. And then you talk about Kumar Rocker getting him with a $6 million signing bonus and the fact that the Mets were the team that Scott Boris was pushing Kumar Rocker to. Think about that shift. This is a completely different game for the New York Mets. And it's not just about this season. It's not about a home run derby. It's about the future. And the future is this is a winning franchise now. And yeah, it's early to say that. And the Mets could always become the Mets. But I don't think that this works out that way. I think that there was a huge problem at the top of this organization that has been corrected. And now you're looking at a team this year that has, in some respects, underperformed to their preseason expectations, and they're still in first place. You have a guy like Pete Alonso, who is not performing anywhere near what you would have thought, yet first place. Instead of talking about a home run derby win as the greatest thing that's going to happen in the season, again, footnote. So that's the difference here. That's the difference between the 2019 team and the 2021 team. And the 2019 team was a hell of a lot of fun. And you know why? Because the players were really good. And the cream rose to the top. And those players eventually found a way to win a lot of ball games. And a lot of those players are still there. Sure, Zach Wheeler's not around. But Taiwan Walker is an all-star. He's going to be pitching in the game tomorrow. And you know what? He's having a better season this year than Wheeler did in 2019. And your bullpen is a lot better. And you look at this starting lineup, and yeah, Robinson Cano, no longer there from the 2019 second half team. But guess who is? Francisco Lindor and James McCann instead of Wilson Ramos. And I think in the second half, you're going to see better numbers out of those guys. And you're going to see the homegrown guys like Brandon Nemo, Dominic Smith, Michael Conforto, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, all those guys put together better second halves, especially provided health with guys like Nemo. And this team has every chance to once again go 20 games over 500. And I put this out on Twitter. They go 21 games over 500. In these final 75 games, they'd be a 100-win team. Now, it's not going to take 100 wins to win this division. It might take 90. So even if they're 10 games over 500 in the second half, they have a pretty good chance of coming out as the NLE's champs. And from there, who knows what can happen. But it is a complete tone shift in this organization going from what they were in 2019, where you celebrated these types of events in a way that was pretty irrational 
compared to the grand scheme of a baseball calendar. And now, you just kick back for a night, enjoy your guy who is a star, be a star on a grand stage, and you move on. And that's what we'll do in the next segment. I want to talk about Pete Alonso a little bit more and what he can do in the second half to really take off. And then also, I will kind of outline what we will be talking about on the show for the rest of the week. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And if you didn't bet on Pete Alonso to win the Home Run Derby, I'm sorry because that was a lot of fun to watch. It made it even more fun when you had some action at Bet Online. They have you covered for events like the Derby for the Major League Baseball season, the NBA Finals. Start looking ahead towards the NFL season. Bet Online has you covered. They even have awards TV shows and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news scores and odds, the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. When you look at Pete Alonso's production this season, you could say he's having an all right year. Things haven't been that bad. He's still hitting some home runs. He's still giving you above average production. His defense has got better at first base, but all of that is letting him off the hook because we know he's capable of so much more. A 250 batting average, 328 on base percentage, 478 slugging percentage, good for an 806 OPS with a OPS plus of 123. All those are decent numbers. But in 2019, he batted 260, a little bit better than what he's doing now. On base percentage was 30 points higher at 358. And here's the big one. The slugging percentage over 100 points better at 583. That gave him a 941 OPS, OPS plus of 145. He was a rookie of the year. He was an all-star. He led the league with 53 home runs, set that rookie record, and had 120 RBIs. This year, 17 home runs and 49 RBIs at the break just isn't up to his elite standards. The night he said he's the best power hitter in baseball. And I think in the second half, he's going to show it. I really think that Pete Alonso is due for a breakout. He had the 2020 season where he caught a lot of flack, really struggled at times, had to deal with Dominic Smith having this great year and taking over some of his playing time at first base and pushing Alonzo to the DH position as the Mets just scrambled to try to get wins. And he still had 16 home runs in 57 games. In some respects, a better home run season than what he's doing this year as he has 17 and 77 games. But it just wasn't the same, Pete. And this year, it's carried over a little bit. And there's some people asking, is... That rookie year, the aberration, or, you know, is he just underperforming and he's due for a breakout? And I tend to think it's the latter because we just saw it. (laughs) There was a lot of good hitters that went into that derby. And a derby is a lot different than real pitching, okay? You're not facing a guy throwing 98 
with a wicked slider. It is literally batting practice. But we have seen that power translate in 2019. And if you just compare the two seasons and you go back to 2019 and see what he did month to month. In March and April, he had nine home runs, 26 RBIs. He batted 292, 382 on base percentage, 642 slugging percentage, burst onto the scene as a rookie. Next month, league adjusts. His batting average drops to 232, on base percentage drops to 287, but he still slugged at a 586 clip, still had 10 home runs and 17 RBIs. In June that year, has nine home runs, 21 RBIs, has a 653 slugging percentage, OPS over 1,000. July had his worst month of the season, batted 177, 333 on base percentage, 430 slugging percentage, yet he still had six home runs. August of 2019, eight home runs, 24 RBIs, got the batting average back up over 280, the slugging percentage back up over 560, got back to who he was, and then the final month of the season, had 11 home runs to win that rookie record. You look at this year. He has hit five home runs the first month of the year in March and April. Then you go to May, two home runs in 17 games. That was when he got hurt, went on the IL. In June, definitely came alive offensively, hit 293, 366 on base percentage, slugging percentage of 495, but that isn't still at the same clip that it was in 2019. And that was his best month this year where he hit six home runs, had 17 RBIs. July, he did have four home runs so far in 11 games, but the batting average has tailed off to 171 on base percentage, back down to 190, 512 slugging percentage. Overall, my point in going month to month and looking at all these things, Pete Alonso has not strung together a big power surge yet, and he's due for one. <laughs> like, it's not like the power has disappeared. Maybe he's getting pitched differently. Maybe because for most of the season, the Mets were playing with all these replacement guys. He was the one hitter you feared. He was getting pitched around. I get it. But now the Mets are at full strength again. He's guys protection back. And there's no reason why he can't go out and put together one of those string of games. Maybe not a Kyle Schwarber string of games, but a pretty good one where he can hit a lot of home runs, drive in a lot of runs, and help the Mets win a lot of games. In 2019, he had four multi-home run games, three of them before the All-Star break. This year, he only has one. 2019, he had eight instances where he homered in back-to-back games. There was three of those times where he homered in three straight games and one instance where he homered in four straight games. This year, he's only homered in back-to-back games twice. I really think at some point in the second half, we're going to see him have some stretches where he's going to hit six home runs in 10 games. This guy is that type of a hitter, and I haven't given up on that type of an upside, that type of potential. I haven't given up on the idea of Pete Alonso being one of the best run producers in baseball. Coming into the year, I thought he would lead the National League in RBIs. I just figured with Francisco Lindor, Brandon Nimmo, Jeff McNeil, all these guys setting the table for him, with guys like Dominic Smith and Michael Conforto protecting him in that lineup, I didn't see any way that Pete Alonso was going to go out and enter the All-Star break with 17 home runs and 49 RBIs. Just wasn't expecting it. But you also weren't expecting that offense to struggle the way it did throughout the first half. And I think we finally started to see a little bit of a spark in those last couple of games. 
Brandon Nimmo coming back and providing that big lift to top the lineup. You have Francisco Lindor, who has been playing great baseball for a couple of months now, really. It's kind of gone underappreciated, hasn't been talked about quite enough because he had such a slow start, but he's been very good recently. And I think all that sets up a monster second half for Pete Alonso, where I do think he finds a way to maybe even hit 40 bombs this year, even though there's only 75 games left. I just think we saw the power on full display tonight. He's that type of dude, and I think he's going to have a monster second half. And I do think that this is not one of those cases where the Derby can ruin a swing. I think if you're a hitter like Pete Alonso, he's going to have just a ton of confidence. I'm sure he's just anxious to get back out there, face some more Pirates pitching at PNC Park over the weekend, and hit some home runs. So we'll see if that does happen. For the rest of the week, I'll have a lot of good stuff heading your way on tomorrow's show. I'm going to do a trade deadline primer where I will outline five players or prospects that the Mets could trade at the deadline that will have a lot of value on the market. These are players that I would be comfortable trading that could fetch something big. So we'll go through that. I'll also talk about what packages the Mets should be looking for that they should prioritize at the deadline. On Thursday's show, I expect to have Jacob Resnick on. He is one of the best experts when it comes to the Mets minor leagues. Works for SNY now. You should absolutely be following him on Twitter. And he's going to come on to talk about the Mets draft. And then finally, on Friday's show, of course, we'll be previewing this weekend series, but I'll also be previewing the rest of the second half. And of course, we're going to keep tabs on everything going on with the trade market. The Mets are in a lot of rumors right now, so anything that comes up will be covered here. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets. And if you want to get all the sports news you need in less time, check out the Locked On Today podcast. Hosted by Peter Bukowski, Locked On Today updates you on every major story with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.